Welcome to this week's episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. In this week's episode, the guys go over some creative ways that you might be able to save money for a down payment on a home, all while enjoying Blue Note Crossroads Burger. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. My name is Charlie Cerdelli, and as always, I'm here with Jameson Amaros, Oscar Barra. And we are three Colorado-based realtors that are here to bring you, the consumer, as much information as possible around the real estate market and enjoy some great bourbon while we do it. So welcome. Thank you guys for coming back. Remember, you can catch us every week on YouTube at Living in Colorado, The Mile High Perspective. And you can get in touch with us by emailing us at resotr at themilehighperspective.com or calling us at 303-578-0263. I think it's funny. I'm the only one that knows that phone yep. number. Uh, well, it's, I don't know the email or the phone number. <laughs> it's what I, I can't remember the number, man. It's I don't even know my girlfriend's phone number. Man. I don't know my my wife's number. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I do know mine. Emergency yes. contact. Mm, I know yeah. two people. <laughs> only because you know, actually, fun fact: the reason I know Caitlin's number is because it's her rewards at Bubbles where we get our. our mm, there you go. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, yeah, not me. Not me. No. I know I, two phone numbers and one dude's gone, so I only know one other number. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Honestly, you asked me up eight six seven five three zero nine. Jenny, Jenny, who cannot And I've had my numbers, to... well, obviously, everybody knows their own number, but I've had mine since 99, believe that. Wow. Nice. I had uh, to get rid of my initial, original number. <laughs> well, guys, on today's episode, we're, we're going to kind of honestly sit back, enjoy, enjoy this bourbon, and this is a first when it comes to the bourbon for us. Jameson and I did an episode where we did try the Blue Note Crossroads, um, and we did, we did regale it pretty high. Uh, gave on, it a two, a two on our considerations, but Oscar wasn't uh, wasn't with us on that episode because he was out having fun with the family in California, <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. he was running his illicit no. drug trade, yeah. no. <laughs> Medellin. Whenever you go on vacation with the kids, it's not a vacation for the adults. I'm the valet. I mm-hmm. am making sure they're not running in the streets. Um, making sure all the luggage is with us. Renting, car- it's not. I have to take a vacation after I come vacation. Yeah, we've done that when we go to the, the Ozarks. Mm-hmm. When we used to go to the Ozarks with, like, me, JC, Joey, uh, mm-hmm. and the families. And, like, we would have – our vacation started at about 10.30 p.m. Yep. But before that, it was – Yeah, see, I don't even get that. Yeah. At 10.30 p.m., I'm so exhausted. I'm either on the balcony of the hotel drinking bourbon by myself. That's or, a vacation. Or out. That's a vacation. Mini vacation, baby. Yeah, yeah. mini I'm vacation. It lasts for about half <laughs> hour because I'm so noodles. tired and <laughs> – Get buzzed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on today's episode, uh, we want to kind of break down some different saving options, right? What did we talk about last week? Last week was... Uh, affordable housing. Affordable right? housing. So yeah. this kind of segues into yeah. that same realm. Yeah, I yeah. think the last two weeks, because we talked about affordable housing, and then we talked about affordability in general the week yeah. before that. Mm-hmm. So I think this episode, we kind of want to bring to you guys ways that, you know, because we understand, I, I heard a great quote the other day around looking at monthly payment versus down payment, right? Mm-hmm. You can afford a monthly payment but it doesn't necessarily mean you can afford the $50,000 or down payment that you might need. So correct. Today's episode, we want to kind of walk through some different ways that you guys can take action and save money and start to save up towards those down payments or get used to paying the monthly payments, those kind of things. Right. And, and we've talked about down payment assistance. This is the other side of it. And you would think within the age of the internet that things would change and people would be a little bit open-minded on what it takes mm-hmm. to purchase a home. Um, traditionally it's 20% down, right? Mm-hmm. You save up 20%, yeah. you could buy your house. And when I started in lending, it was just off the bat. I, I didn't, obviously I wasn't taught by my parents about any financing or anything. Mm-hmm. I taught it, I was self-taught, but um, I came into the industry thinking three and a half percent was what everybody knew and thought, obviously FHA, yep. um, conventional five. And I had a meeting with 
a young couple uh, just the other day, and they had 20% down. They said, we saved 20% down. Yep. Like, you saved 20%? Mm-hmm. Holy crap. And this was like 20% of like yeah. six fifty. Well, I was going to say, and that's the moment. $650,000 really home. You got to give it up to them. Man. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, great job. Also, but let's you leverage could've... this money. <laughs> yeah, let's leverage this money. I was like, wow, you only need five minimum if you're going conventional, mm-hmm. three and a half with FHA, but great job. Uh, right? Yeah, absolutely. And like you guys were saying is I think, this is something that honestly a lot of people are looking for. And yeah. we'll start out by saying like none of us are financial advisors, but we are all in this industry. We've we've taken the time to talk with different clients, find out different ways. And I know us in general, as Oscar just said, I wasn't taught about finances, you know, so it's we've all gotten to this point by learning and knowing certain ways to kind of fix a system to make it work for you. I mean, and ultimately that's what a lot of people have to do these days. It's not as easy as it was for for our parents or grandparents or oh yeah, go to work. Put it yep. in the mattress. You're good to go. I, I, I let my licensing expire. I was going to work for Northwestern. <laughs> Shout out to Chris Acuna. Nice. So, but yeah. still, now I am not. I will not give you any financial advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Put it all on black in Vegas. Yeah. Right? Hey, 20, 20 on black. Every time you guys Boom. go, 20 on black. So this bourbon's it's tasting like it's a, a 50-50 on, on blackjack tonight. I mean, we could do it. Yeah, I mean, you guys rated it a two. That's a damn good rating. Right? Yep. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious what you guys are gonna yeah. rate this thing today. So guys, stick with us today. Uh, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna break down a couple different ideas, and then uh, honestly, just go through some kind of like backend information and stuff that we hear. I mean, Oscar, you had right before you were telling us about the client that uh, you know a lot of people have that cash, and when you have that large amount of cash and you want to use it, there's some things that you have to do legally in order to utilize that. So Right. Even though it's legal money, it's been taxed on, the banks or financial institutions don't like to see cash. Yeah, 100%. They, they, want, a, they want a paper trail for everything. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just the best way to protect yourself, mm-hmm. especially these days when, I mean, everything, especially now that, you know, crypto is popping up where you can literally track every single transaction, you know, for, with the money. Well, and then we had that scare, right? Well, was it a scare, that banking scare that yeah. banks were going to shut down? Mm-hmm. That just rattled those people even more so. I 100%. mean, it rattled just your average American should I yeah. go pull my cash. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. I mean, this year I, I saw a fact that, uh, U S banks have seen a U S bank or U S banks, U S banks, U S financial, in, financial institutions have seen institutions. Like, something like over $20 million less that has been deposited in the last year. And that's a, that's a huge drop, a significant drop. But, and then, I mean, again, I'm not giving any financial advice. I'm just thinking, outside the box and a little more rational if if things were to go that south the u.s dollars aren't gonna be worth a crap yeah the dollars aren't gonna be i mean if you're gonna pull cat go buy some gold yeah precious right. metal <laughs> bourbon bourbon and spices yeah sugar uh, you know spices Oscar's yeah over yeah here. i mean it's the silk trail yeah, yeah, yeah seriously pirating the because the dollar is not gonna be worth crap genghis khan though honestly hey that's <laughs> like what a I colombian do. genghis khan just yeah. raiding the silk trails for I love time and cinnamon and are you trying to tell the viewers to buy other goods? <laughs> anyway, we are talking about side hustles today. Yeah, hundred percent. Hey, and I know a couple of people who make, who make a good living on, on a certain side. Bands only is not the only side hustle, right? <laughs> um, but like I said earlier, guys, as we as we talk through this today, this is going to be more of like a hangout session where we just talk about these ideas with finances, how you Man, can I save. I love hangout sessions, right? I even brought my tennis shoes. <laughs> I didn't go home and change. I wanted to I see didn't wear a hat today. Take for you to mention the tennis shoes. <laughs> I'm overdressed. You're wearing tennis shoes. It's a good episode. I got hey, before we taste this bourbon, you guys want a funny story about why I don't wear tennis shoes anymore? Mm-hmm. So I used to tennis? wear tennis shoes with everything, right? Okay. 
jeans, dress pants, shorts, doesn't matter. Always tennis shoes. And I was the same tennis shoes because I hated buying shoes. JC was all about shoes, always about shoes. And he would make fun of me all the fucking time for wearing tennis shoes, right? And I would wear my tennis shoes when I, back when I bartended and mm-hmm. served. So I would, you know, oh, I would it. run through them, right? <laughs> well, we were partying up in Boulder when I went to see you and uh, he was up there. And the next morning I had to work down in Highland Ranch uh, at CB and Potts. And half the night he was ragging on me about my shoes, ragging on me about my shoes. And him and I are driving home and I had my shoes, my work shoes in the back of the car and he's sitting in the front seat. And he goes, you know what? Fuck this. Reaches into the back seat, grabs my only tennis shoes that I had, chucks them out of the car on, on C470 <laughs> oh, on 75 man. miles an hour and forced me to go to a Payless and buy nice shoes. Nice. And then since then, I've started to just like wear nicer shoes with like outfits and whatnot versus just tennis shoes, except for today. Yeah, no, not me. My, if it was up to me, I'd buy the same shoe every year and yeah. just and reuse JC, it. And JC, if you were friends with JC, he'd throw them out of the car. Oh, no, trust me. My, at 10 my o'clock little in the sister, morning. My little sister called me out when I lost the weight and I had the long hair. She's like, all right, Charlie, you can keep your long hair. But for the love of God, just change your shoes. Yep. It's like the first thing that people look at. And I was like, oh, what do you mean? Sure enough, she took me to get shoes and there we go. But again, finances, right? It's, shoes aren't something that's important to me to spend money on. So yeah, I'd yeah. rather save it. Don't, don't even ask me about shoes. <laughs> I used to be a label whore. Yeah. Yep. Now it's just whatever it looks. Now like. it's just shoes. Well, and I, I did have nice shoes. I've always had nicer shoes, but um, the story with Gabe is we started buying tennis shoes or running yeah. shoes. The wilder the color, the more we wanted them. Mm-hmm. I had green, violet colors, vibrant, vibrant. The, we called them fast shoes. Yep. The crazier, ah. the brighter, the more obnoxious, the faster the shoe. Well, yeah, okay. superpowers. So we call hearing it, that all the time. Yeah, we, we call them fast shoes. Yeah. Oh, you're wearing your fast shoes. Yeah. Where'd you get those? <laughs> it was awesome. That's so, is it when you do run fast, it's like a little like neon blur. Yeah, that's all you see. So exactly. the more obnoxious the shoe, the faster it was. So we we <laughs> had some. It. That's I awesome. It. And we rocked them everywhere. You know, bright orange. You've seen I mine. Mean, oh yeah, I've, I've had those the bright orange. Yep. I mean, Asics. in in the in you know the, the the realm of what we're talking about today. Shoes have become a huge industry. Oh, with yeah. things like StockX, billions of dollars. Sneakerheads, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sneak, and it, it's it's a legit business. Yeah, hundred. I mean, they don't mess around. It's 100%. not it's not just teenagers anymore. No, not at all. It's a. I mean, there's that one shop that's in Las Vegas mm-hmm. that I mean, they had like by appointment Jordan's, or something. Yeah, it's by appointment. They had Michael Jordan shoes from Space Jam. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, like literally invaluable shoes. So I mean, but again, it just goes to show that there are so many options out there. And yeah, we're gonna go. You over could a invest of in them, shoes, but. But Legit. Yeah, flip shoes. There's, there's a lot. Banks of go down. Buy shoes. Buy, buy shoes. <laughs> People need to walk, right? People need to walk. Hundred percent. But I, I think, I think today's bourbon is going to be interesting in comparison to, to kind of our other shows because, like I said, Jameson and I have reviewed this one and have had it, but it's been about nine up, ten episodes. Ten episodes since we did it, and we've had some phenomenal bourbon in that time, um, and it's cool because this is Oscar's first time trying it. Yeah, so I've had the blue note, but never the, the crossroads. I still, yeah, I still think it's going to be good. So, so Jameson, break it, break it down for us. I mean, there's not a lot to break down. It's a juke mm-hmm. joint whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, they're based out of Tennessee, obviously, right? Um, notes, it's, it's 100 proof, so 50%. So it's going to be a little bit hotter. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I mean, toasted French oak barrels. I like that we're having this after the Smoke Wagon Small Batch yeah, this week. There's especially. Not, like, they don't have necessarily a story per se, mm-hmm. that I can find anyway. That, that, that had a cool story where they bottled, and I don't know if it was marketing or not, yeah. but they bottled what, what was called survival barrels. Okay. They had a, a, a tornado hit the rickhouse and, oh, uh, and took it right. out, and they, right. and they grabbed the barrels that survived, 
and they were marketing that that was a survival barrel. That's, that's right. Cool. I do remember that. That's cool. All um, I remember from this is that it's very good. Yeah. I, I remember I remember it being that that si- the silent one. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, yeah, we're just going to try it. And yep. then we were like, wait a second. But, I mean, just on the on the nose in general, yeah, the sweetness, mm-hmm. 100% for the – especially coming from that smoke wagon last week. All right, well, since we rated the, the private – it wasn't toasted. The, the Elijah no, Craig. I think it was just private barrel select. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. one uh, compared to that was yeah. up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Wow. It was, yeah. Well, when we rated it, yeah, because yeah. we already had Because their there. toasted barrel is good too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So They're that's to- why I was like, ooh, my, toasted. Yeah. 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 But, no, this is not toasted. This is just a straight up – Urban whiskey. And didn't they? But it was. It's in a finished in a French toasted barrel. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then and then didn't they just win in 2022? Yeah, they won two awards. So they won the um, uh, the San Francisco Spirit Award 2022 gold, and then the American Spirit Council Council of Tasters gold winner in 2022. Nice. Yeah. A bunch so, of alcoholics. Nice. Yep. <laughs> the Council of Tasters. Man, we're, we, we, drink we like to drink. We drink booze. We're a council of tasters. We are a council of tasters. <laughs> Damn right. Oh, at, at the very least, a collective. I was actually at, I went to a farmer's market in uh, it, around Denver this weekend, and there was a, a distillery from Colorado. I think it was called DNC Distillery. And I'll be honest with you, it was, I got excited. I walked up, I was like, oh, this is, this is going to be really cool. You have three different barrels. You have a private, you have a small batch. I tried all three. And Alicia was like, oh, well, why don't you buy one to, you know, to yeah. bring on the podcast in front of her? And I was like, oh, yeah. And as we kind of walked like, mm-hmm. away, <laughs> as we walked away, I was like, I wouldn't want to do that to them. And they were like, why? I was like, when she told me that it was a 36-month distilling process, I was like, no. Yeah. It's clear. Based on what we drink already here, like, I'm not, I, I, I don't consider myself a snob or that knowledgeable, but tasting it, yeah. well, immediately. As much, dif- as, as, as much bourbon as we've had and different bourbon, mm-hmm. yeah, you are. It's, you, you've, you've had enough to know what's good and what's yeah, not. Yeah, and, and that- And we've was, had some crap. Yeah, exactly. But this one was very, it, it was very much, you could see, like, a local distiller, like, yes, I want to support yeah. it. But when you put it up against something like 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 a blue nut, like a smoke wagon, especially after we just had that smoke wagon last week, and I tried that, it was just it was peaty. It the flavor it was too flavorful. The, you know yep. what I mean? Like they tried to hit too much. Exactly. It was kind of like the Breckenridge. Yeah, yeah, rum yeah, cast. yeah. Like it's the like, rum cast. You tried yeah. too hard, guys. It punched you yeah. with this smoky flavor that then came into almost like a a, a port dryness, mm. like a like a, a wine dryness to it. And I was like, eh. it just sounds confusing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, but, and you so. know who's who's the worst at that? My wife. Yeah. I'll be in front of someone. I'm like, oh, this is good because you don't want to be rude. No, and she's like, you should buy two of them. And I'm like, yeah, I should. I just need. A, I, I left my my wallet in the car. I have two cars. See the way Here. that my and bank like, account ah, works. I've got a checking so and a savings. Yeah. <laughs> I have a checking and savings. The way they work out. I got to transfer money. It takes about ten days. And she's like, like no, favorite. no, no. I got it. I got cash. Actually, I'm like. My, wife, my favorite um, Kevin Hart's and we get yeah. home and I'm like baby and she's like I know I gotta work on that I was like a lot more, we gotta please. establish a signal here just like <laughs> yeah <laughs> baseball signal steal like no don't don't say that um but as far as the blue note goes I mean just like I was saying earlier on the nose it's not it's not as ethanol uh, no. as alcohol forward as uh, burn forward as I, w- I would think it would be with that 50% yeah, a little in the back of the nostrils if you breathe in yeah deep, but yeah singes it's the not overpowering no not at all I mean you and I, I don't think we, you said the flavor notes, but I'm de- I definitely get the vanilla mm-hmm. and, the, and the, the caramel, caramel, caramel. I don't know. These allergies have been wreaking heck on me, and I'm not going to lie. And it has been. Has the been nose a- is not too prevalent for me right now. Okay. Well, it, it, I mean, honestly, for, for these kinds of bourbons, it's, it really comes down to the complexity because, mm-hmm. honestly, 
you know, we've had the $70 bottles, we have the $80 bottles and the smoke wagon at 50 or 55, 60. We look for complexity. We'll look at those flavors and how it rolls. 56, 60 bucks. 60 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and yeah, revisit this guy. Cheers. Cheers. First sip. Cheers, boys. Episode 30. Wild. Thanks for sticking with us, everybody. We, yeah. we appreciate you. <laughs> All right. Some ships are wooden ships, but those ships, they sink. The best ships are friendships, and to those ships, we drink. Ooh. I mean, just. That's <laughs> good. I don't know about you guys, but I, I this is the first time that I I get spices, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. not not a spice. There's not you know spices to it, but you can actually taste mm-hmm. the the transition from almost like a cardamom mm-hmm. to a cinnamon, down yep. then down, and then you get more of that vanilla sweetness yep. at it's, the end. It finishes smooth. Yes. Yes. Very. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm getting some like plum kind yeah. of plummy flavors, especially on the nose. The fruit definitely comes through on the nose. Yep. Mm. I mean, yeah, still good. Still good. Still good. <laughs> still good. We'll see. Kind of like spice world wise. And again, my, my palate might be all messed up, but like, um, like a clove almost. Yeah. Clovish yeah. Mm-hmm. flavor. Yep. Yeah. A hundred percent. And like I said, but but again, it evolves. It's, it's yeah, say it's complex. Yeah, yeah it, it has that it has that that flavor complexity that we that uh, I've come I like to look it. for. I've I come like to look it. for. I like right? it. Right. Good job, Blue Note. Yes. Yeah. With your last of a story, guys. Please go back and reference the the uh, the episode. It was uh, the title is how to how to capitalize or make the most money when when selling your home. That's the episode that Jameson and That's I did right. yep. uh, when we had this guy, and I came up I came up with Blue Note's story. And, it's and a good story, it, you know. It's, it's a good story. Talking about the crossroads, man. Yeah, it's a good story. It's magical when you yeah, when you when you mention jazz, blues, crossroads. Yeah. Bill Whiskey was actually uh, Bones commissioned by Bones, Slugs and Harmony. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. crazy Bone Bones. Bone, right? Bone. Is an investor. Well, to kind of get it'd be hilarious if he was. I'd I'd buy a bunch more yeah. <laughs> just because of the story. <laughs> oh wait, gotta give you guys the update. If you notice, I am able to drink this week. I watched Rain of Fire. I did it. Finally. Finally. After and what'd you think? Fucking great. Told you. <laughs> Matthew, you aren't lying. I fucking told Matthew you. Matthew McConaughey, man. I told he you. Was, does it again. Like, I just, how is he so cool? I, because he has these child <laughs> tattoos, he's jacked and he's bald. Yeah. And he just oh, read, read Green Light the whole yeah. time. That'll tell you yeah. how okay. and why he's so cool. Okay. Well, and that's, you know, like I know Matthew McConaughey from Days and Confused. Yeah. That kind of stuff. So that was like, his it first was, movie. Yeah. And he ad libbed that movie. Really? And he still does it to this day on Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. The, mm, 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 I yep. saw that. that. He just did it on the spot. That's awesome. He ad libbed the uh, act scene. Yeah. <laughs> when he jumped off, <laughs> when the, he tower jumped the, off the tower. You guys got to watch it. I'll back Jameson up on it. You got to yep, watch it. It's, it's, so it's a great sit back and just be like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Especially when you think about it being 2002 for what they did. They still use practical effects, stuff like that. So it's it's good, a, it, it was really cool. It's good. Um, but to kind of kick off the conversation on, on you know, how, how can you save money? How can you kind of help and prepare yourself to build? Um, one thing that I, I wanted to talk about today was the implementation of, of apps mm-hmm. um, and in kind of helping people to save on the back end, right? Uh, and you see there's a lot of different opportunities out there. Uh, some common ones, Acorn, mm-hmm. um, you know, Robinhood even now has a, has a feature where they, they save as you spend. Um, the one that I, I wanted to highlight, and again, we're not sponsored or anything like that, but I've personally been using this since I moved to Colorado. 
Uh, it started out as an app called Digit, but now it's called OpOrTurn. And basically what this app does is it uses an AI to track your spending and it pulls money out of your account daily based on what you spent and how much you can save. So like for me, that's how I, that's how I budget with my rent, right? So as I'm spending throughout the day, I, whether, you know, on a Monday I go, I go out to eat, I buy something, you know, I, I buy something from Best Buy, whatever it is. The app actually says, oh shit, he spent, he spent a good amount of money today. I'm only going to pull a dollar, right? Or if I don't spend for three days, for me, it's pulled out as much as $250 in a day to save. But where that helps me is personally, like I budget, you know, for me, it's I budget while I'm spending. So I look at my, you know, where I am and go, I don't want to go below this, stuff like that. But now imagine that you have something that's doing that already for you on the back end, and then you budget on top of it. So a lot of the time I'd be, you know, I'd save up or it would save enough to, to pay for the rent, which was anywhere between 800 to $1,200 a month. But then on top of that, if I did good on my budgeting, I'd have even more mm -hmm. to save. And there were times that I was adding, you know, I was pulling from that account and I was, I was pulling $1,800 a month because it, I was saving money. I was budgeting yeah. on top of it. And if you think about that, you know, $1,800 a month over 12 months, you're, you're looking at over $14,000 in a year. Two, two things. One, I'm too much of a control freak to let any app tell, <laughs> pull money from my account. I'll freak the hell out. Yeah. I, I barely, like a few years back, was, uh, am okay with ACHs. Yeah. Like setting up ACH. I want to I make sure I want to pay that thing. Yeah. Anyway, on the back side of that, it's um, get in the habit of, of pulling something out. Mm -hmm. Make it a dollar. Make it a dollar and be like, oh, okay, that dollar. And then you'll, you'll, you'll feel comfortable with that act happening. Mm -hmm. Then make it $5, then mm -hmm. $50, 100 bucks yep. a month. It adds up in the long run. Mm -hmm. You'll get used to it and know that, hey, you know, I didn't miss that money. It's still there. It's mine. You can still access it. But then you, next thing you know, you got five, 10 grand, mm -hmm. 20 grand. And 100%. it's just, it's building the habit of not so much budgeting because I hate that word. Yeah, I, no, it makes 100%. me want to bomb it. I hate budgeting. Mm -hmm. I have to do it. But just pulling money aside. Mm -hmm. And then once you get to the point of making that habit happen, then you kind of take control and you're like, you know what, I'm, I'm, this yep. is for a purpose. Yep. Let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to budget and you know, set well, aside 500 bucks. And the, way, the reason I say that is because I, I usually pull out of every check that I make a, a lot amount of money mm -hmm. for, for a vacation. And that, nice. that forces me, one, to take a vacation because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'll keep working all year wrong. Oh, yeah. For years over end. 100%. But when there's a lump sum in there mm -hmm. for a vacation, then it's just like, oh, crap, well, we got to use it. Yeah. And I make myself use it every mm -hmm. year. And that act helped me do that. Yeah. So now you flip it over to the real estate industry, you get to a point where you're like, okay, now, okay, I, I really want this house. Mm -hmm. And you're like, screw it, a thousand bucks a month. Whatever you can afford, start with a dollar. Yeah. Get in that habit, and then it, it becomes well, easier to understand. And, and I think the, and the most feeling. important word that you're saying there is habit. Because at the end of the day, it, if it's something that you do randomly, that you're like, oh, I'm going to put $20 away here, and you don't have a purpose for it, it, it doesn't equate to anything in your head. It, there's no end goal. And one of the, like, the facets of human psychology and cognition is we have to have a goal. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, you're kind of just swimming around aimlessly. And yeah, you're going to pull 20 out here, 50 out here, but oh, wait, they, there's a sale over here, and I, I really want this thing. I have this money. Cool, let me take it. Versus what, like what Oscar's saying is, and one thing I like about this OpTurn app is that you can actually create separate um, accounts within the app where it goes, okay, this one's going to pull for rent. This one is now going to pull for uh, vacation. This one's going to pull for car payment. And you can tell it, 
to, to pull to those accounts. But again, the cool thing for me, and, and Oscar, I really like that you bring up the point of, you know, like, you don't want, you know, somebody else controlling it. 100% that, I mean, Jameson, you gave me your, your cousin who's a financial mm-hmm. advisor, what, eight months ago now? Mm-hmm. I still haven't used them because it's in my mind, same thing. It's like, it's a little invasive. Yeah. Well, but if I, if I know what I'm doing with my money, then, then it'll be done right. And it's like, uh, I I've gotten myself into some situations where that mentality doesn't really mm-hmm. work. I've watched HGTV. I can buy my own house. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you right I now. S- I sell you, rubber duckies. On if, <laughs> if, I, if I didn't have, well, when I didn't have a family, mm-hmm. oh man, I was pretty reckless with my cash. Yeah. I would make good money and I'd take off to Breckenridge for a month. Snowboard. Well, and I think the I ran awesome. a condo <laughs> yeah. and then I come back and I was broke again. Yeah. Now that I have yeah. a family, it's like, all right, it's not just about me. Let's structure yeah. a little yeah. better. And it's helped me a million times fold. And if you have a goal, like we, I, we, you talk about habits mm-hmm. and it takes a certain amount of time to create a habit, like 21 days of doing something, something like a habit, that, yeah. right? Hard to pull out money 21 days in a row. However, you can use automation through some of these apps to build that habit. And I think it does yes. two things. One, it gets you comfortable putting money aside and gets mm-hmm. used to the idea. The other piece of it, it forces you to subconsciously budget. Yeah. Because if I see that I'm getting, you know, like I have it on my, I have acorns, right? Mm-hmm. Again, not a paid endorsement. I, that's just what I've used forever. Yep. And I have a set I'm amount like a of Robin money Hood that comes guy, out. but okay. No, they got in trouble. <laughs> right? Screw that. Uh, Still I, like you guys. hundred bucks a week comes mm-hmm. out from my checking account to my acorns account. I never see it. I don't, I turned off the alert, so I don't know when it happens. Yep. And then when I go and look at my bank account and I want to purchase something or I'm putting a plan together for budgeting, mm-hmm. that money's already gone and yep. it's already being invested somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So now I have adjusted my parameters of whatever I'm trying to do based on what money I have, not what money I'm thinking, okay, I need to pull this out or I need to yep. pull 30 bucks this way. And if you guys are struggling and the reason we bring this up is because the biggest, I just read it. I want to say that right now, millennials, just us, our group has over a trillion dollars. I'm an elder millennial. <laughs> in, in credit card debt. Yeah. Right. And there is an alarming percentage that believe they'll never pay it off. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So even if it's not from a house standpoint, it could be from a paying off debt standpoint. Yeah. The same principle applies. Well, right. And something that I, that I really want to point out. And again, I, I, I understand that, you know, we, we could be, could be seen as speaking from a, from a place of privilege. That, you know, we are agents, we do, we do have income and stuff like that. And there are those that just right now might not be able to do that. But at the base of what we're saying, you know, don't listen to the amount that we're saying mm-hmm. that is pulled. Don't listen to him saying 100 about or the me amount. saying, you know, 18. It's not, like Oscar said, it's not about the amount. It's about establishing the habit and the understanding that, like Einstein said, the greatest invention of mankind is compound interest. Mm-hmm. And right? <laughs> the fact of the matter is, you know, the habit part's the most important part. Um, I, I tend to not read any fictional books. Everything that I read yeah. is fact and mm-hmm. usually business driven. Um, but a lot of the books, it's when you're just not budgeting or doing anything with your money, with your money you're working for your money. Mm-hmm. Once you get in the habit of budgeting or, and or understanding your money, then your money works for you. Yep. And that, mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing. When you don't do it and you're like, ah, it's, it makes me want to vomit. Trust me, I hate, I know, I, mm-hmm. I ran a, a real estate firm. I was the yeah. office manager. I, I did their books. I did the accounting. I'm good at it. Mm-hmm. It makes me vomit. Yeah. I, it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. But if you're not doing that, you're working for your money. Yeah. But when you start, start with the dollar. Get in that habit. Then your money works for you because you're understanding it and you're allocating it, whether it's in real estate, which mm-hmm. we would love to help you with, or in other investment realms. So this this kind of goes outside the the bubble of real estate. It'll 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 help you in your whole person. Yeah, 100%. And, and one of my favorite, honestly, my, 
I would say top three quotes for me. And, and it applies so heavily to, you know, we, we talk about it's not, it's not timing the market, it's time in the market. We talk about habits and preparing and getting ready. And one of my favorite quotes around that is, there is no such thing as luck. Luck is mm. only when opportunity meets preparation. And when you start talking about it in, in relativity to money and a down payment, guys, if, you're, if your goal is to buy a home or if your goal is to buy a house or, 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 or a car, whatever, a, a PlayStation 5, start Anything. there, you know, but understand that by taking these steps, by building these habits, by looking at certain things, maybe it's an app, whatever it is, you, you have the opportunity that there's a way to learn how to do it and get to that goal. Mm -hmm. Regardless of if it's a penny a day, $5 a day, $100 a day, you can get there. Luck happens, but it's not about luck and it's not hard. I actually got mm -hmm. in a big argument with an agent at one of my real estate firms that I worked in. Uh, she said, oh, you're lucky because you, you're bilingual. You speak Spanish. And I said, lucky? Go learn Spanish. Yeah. You're, there's mm -hmm. no luck involved. You, you see, mm -hmm. because I have a clientele that is Hispanic, and 80% of my, my book of business is speaking English only. Mm -hmm. I said, luck. I said, you didn't see the 80 hours I just put in in the last five days. While yeah. you were sleeping, I was up writing contracts, mm -hmm. searching the MLS. I'm up all night and up early. There was, I got pissed because yeah. that week I was thin. Yeah. I had put in crazy hours mm -hmm. and in... And, and, that's not what we're saying to do is you got to work hard. But if, if you're passionate about something, you're going to, you're going to do it. 100%. And if you're going to collect a down payment for your house, mm -hmm. there's an, a way to do it. There's a structure, make it a habit. And it, it, it almost becomes obsessive. Mm -hmm. oh, Next thing you know, you got 50 K and you're like, well, what else is there? I will Maybe say, I'll just invest. And you know, that, that that's the, another realm of real estate. Yeah. Uh, we call them the Henry's high earners, not yet ready. Mm -hmm. Well, let's, let's make it investment. Yep. Grab your buddies. Let's get you that loft up, uh, above that bar you like to hang out with. And then now it's an investment because you mm -hmm. charge them all rents. Well, and, and, I, and I love that you say that too, Oscar, because especially with me, like I, I definitely, and I mentioned it multiple times, but I come from the mindset of I don't need money. I don't, I don't care about it. I want experience. I want to go, you know, but I will say that the money that I spent to get my real estate license, and now I've been in the market learning real estate now for, for about a year, and it's the knowledge that it has forced me to gain mm -hmm. around finances and even just understanding what it, and J, 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 Jameson's gonna touch on this, what a CD is, mm -hmm. right? Those little things to, and understanding financing in order to help people, the $450 I spent on that real estate course, if you don't wanna be a real estate agent, that's okay. But that forced me, that, that was the catalyst for me to understand and grow in my money, right? And it's not rocket science. No. And in the age of the internet, you could, you could look up most of these terms oh, and yeah. get familiar. It's always about, I, I made it a habit early on mm -hmm. um, during high school that if I ever read a book that was going to help me move forward in life, yep. I read it with a dictionary. Yep. Because I want to understand every word that I just read. Mm -hmm. And that's how you should approach this. Understand what these terms are and you're like, oh, it's not that hard or, oh, it's not that complicated. I could do this. Again. Yes, you can do it. Knowledge Anybody could do it. Power. That's, that's <laughs> exactly. the damn coin phrase of this podcast. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of take it. The next thing that I want to you know, talk about, because for me, my whole realm of talking about the app is, is basically recognizing that there's ways to do it that aren't, that aren't what's the word, normal or, or regular, regular, mm -hmm. right? As far as like maybe utilizing an app to save for you. But mm -hmm. another thing that I have found that has benefited me phenomenally in the last five years that I've lived here and people don't pay attention to is 
the, the, like the gas rewards that you get from like grocery stores, right? A lot of people don't recognize the fact that when you put your number in, when you're at the grocery store, that number is to a membership account. And a lot of grocery stores across the, com- the, the country, Kroger is a huge one, King Super here in Colorado, Food Lion, uh, Safeway, it, they're, Publix, they all have these things where, oh, Publix. Right? <laughs> where you go pay, you get cash back, and a lot of them have the ability to go then use that for gas. And you don't think about it, right? Mm-hmm. You go, oh, that's not, whatever, that's not really gonna save me a lot. I will tell you guys, when I first moved to Colorado, I moved here with two friends, three total ended up coming here with me. What I did was, hey guys, I know you go shopping, to save you a little bit of time, I don't want you to have to go through registering for this, so just use my phone number whenever you go buy groceries. I was buying gas for 98 cents a gallon. I saved over $2,000 every year for the three years that I lived with them, because, just because of that. And all I was doing was going to buy groceries like I if normally If any of you want to write me a check for $2,000 a year, yep. I'll take it. Well, and here's to take that a step further, and it, this takes a little bit of work, but in my head, then I go, okay, so you're saving that money. Like you're not spending it on gas. Mm-hmm. But how do you automate it? So if you were to say, okay, I'm spent 98 cents a gallon and gas is 329, whatever it is, mm-hmm. take the difference. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And whatever you paid at that pump, let's say you normally pay 65 bucks and you paid $35. Mm-hmm. Then take the extra 30, put it away. And while you're at the gas station, transfer it to a savings exactly. account. Exactly. Exactly. So it's and still your money. Yeah. Just always remember Just it, it makes it you feel better mm-hmm. when, when you, okay, it's still my money, but it's going here. Yeah. A hundred percent. And allocation. And like I said, that the reason I bring it up is because just to show that something as simple as buying your groceries can be considered a good savings practice. Mm-hmm. But again, it's being aware of those savings and, and knowing that that is your goal to save the money. Yep. Because I can't tell you, like, I, to this day, they, they, they're like, Charlie, you were, really, you were really paying 98 cents a gallon? And here's the other thing, guys. I worked for... Your I friends were for, like, hey, you owe me some cash. Right? right? right. But I also, I also, at that time, worked for uh, a large retail tech company, and I was a market manager. So they were paying for my gas. Dang. They were paying 52 cents a mile. I hate you right now. I right. pay a lot in gas, <laughs> right? Especially with my family vehicle, right? But that's but that's my whole thing is it's yeah. it's understanding and taking the time to go. Wait a second, if this is happening here and I'm mm-hmm. getting this here, oh, I might be able to combine these two things. And again, it's it's this it's is not complicated. No, it's not. And, it and again, it does things. take effort. It, it does, yeah. like everything that's good, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. If it, if it if it's easy, everybody will do it. Right? Exactly. That's the coin mm-hmm. phrase for that crap. But it's, it just goes to show you that it doesn't have to be complicated. Yes, exactly. It, it, and, and that's how it is across the board. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's some terms you don't understand. Maybe there's some mathematical equations you don't understand. Understand them. Yep. And then go do it. It's, it's not rocket science. It's just habit. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I just want to go home. I don't want to deal with that. I, mm-hmm. I worked eight-hour shift or whatever the case may be. Now do a little bit of research and then it just automates itself. Exactly. Exactly. And on that note of automation, you know, like I said, I talked about some kind of nonchalant mm-hmm. out of the box ideas as to how you could save a little bit, but Jameson, you wanted to touch specifically on something that, you know, a, a lot more people that are more business savvy, more, more financial minded might know about, but people who don't really look into bank savings and yeah. stuff like that, they might not be able to capitalize on it. So before you start that, because that's that's going to be a good a good point. Um, a financial institution it, for those that work hourly or for a big company, they do that without you even knowing. Mm. Is your four hundred one k? And yes. you could definitely one hundred percent use your four hundred one k for mm-hmm. a house. Match it. 
match it or just it, 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 it works the same. It mm-hmm. works the same. You could do it on your own and probably compound your interest even more, depending on what vehicle you use. My last three clients used 401k. Yep. Uh, for My the current clients are using 401k Again, right now. Leverage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Leverage. Money is money. Yeah. There's a and lot they, of people. And, that's and, a good and there's point, clauses right? in there where you don't get penalized for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As long as you're using it for a house, you can even use it for your no, it does appliances. Depend on, it does depend on the, the, the financial service or service yeah. the company, right? So like I know Voya, they do a 10% penalty regardless, mm-hmm. even if you use it for Even if it's for housing? But mm-hmm. there's, there's certain ones and you can ask your company, talk to your HR department, they'll walk you through it. You can call whether it's you know Fidelity, whether it's Voya, and then tell whether it's whoever. Us because we'll we'll offset Correct. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. If if they're charging you ten percent, get that dollar amount and say, hey, let me see if I can get it from the seller. Well, yeah, we had concessions, concessions, yeah, match it because right? it's possible. Match it. Um, but yeah, communication that, that, is that's key. a great point. And I yeah. think the, the the reason we're talking about this and it's we're kind of going heavy into investing, but there's a reason, right? Yep. The one thing over the last year and a half has been inflation. Mm-hmm. So Oscar touched on it before, where he said, you know, if you just have your money and you're not making your money work for you, then I'll take it a step further. You're actually losing money 100%. Mm-hmm. because if I have ten opportunity to make that more money. Well, if I have ten thousand dollars in the bank today in a checking account, in a year, if inflation is still at five six percent, then and I didn't do anything with that money, that ten thousand dollars is now worth six percent less than it was, mm-hmm. right? That's good. Which point. is which is crazy, and that's you know you can get into a whole oh whole, yeah oh yeah Books. whole thing when you talk Books about have been written. Yeah, yeah, I mean even <laughs> yeah. as simple as throwing that money in a money market just account, something yeah. just something you know? because otherwise you're, you're then it grows money, right? It's mm-hmm. the same reason people get super excited for raising that vacation right? allocation account that I have. It's a money market yeah. account. Uh, mm-hmm. I had this conversation again. This is a side note, but I think it's just from a mindset standpoint. This is how I want you guys to think because financial literacy we talked about it is severely lacking yep uh my wife is looking at potentially getting a raise Mm -hmm. a significant raise right and we were talking about how to ask for the raise and what we wanted to target is like hey i want to i want to ask for x amount well then when you look at it her and i's combined income if she asks for what she wants we move from this 22 percent oh taxes to (laughs) the 30 percent bracket and by her getting a raise it hurts all things being equal we would actually make less money Mm mm-hmm Right, mm-hmm. so it's just making sure you guys can, and and this is like the morphine drip. People are like, oh, three percent raise every year, blah 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 blah. I'm gonna stay. Just be careful, right? Because if you get a three percent raise, but in, inflation six percent, you're actually losing three percent purchasing power every single year. Yeah. So and and it's it's in other realms too. Oh yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm in that other bracket, and not only would it not make a difference with my wife working, but childcare. Correct. Yes. She would work just to pay for childcare. Yes. Mm-hmm. She had that so she stays at home. Client two days ago. Yeah. She just stays home, and depending on how much I write off, I might be able to dip on the lower end. But if her if she works, I'm definitely in that higher end, and we're paying someone to raise our children. Not yeah. only that, but and we're losing money. People, people, people <laughs> will go. We'll just write it off. Write-offs are not dollar for dollar. Yeah. No. Okay. I'm still yeah. spending that damn money. <laughs> yeah. It's the biggest misconception I mean, I love ever. write-offs, but I'm still spending yeah. that people money. people are like, oh, I wrote off $1,500, which means my taxable blah, blah, blah. I could write off no, this bottle of bourbon, but I'm still spending money on that <laughs> bottle of <laughs> exactly. bourbon. You don't have it anymore. Right. So the money's gone. One of the things I wanted to talk about, and this is more of a long-term play, mm-hmm. are what are called CDs or certificates of deposit. And you can get these at banks. And historically... They've never returned well. Like mm-hmm. you were talking about the savings accounts are point because they're safe. They're, they're super safe. Right. You're not going to lose. But right now, because of where the federal fund rate is, banks need you to give them money mm-hmm. because it is more expensive now for them to borrow money from other banks. And we've touched on this in previous episodes. Yep. So they are now doing things to entice people 
to deposit money so that they can go out and buy assets because it's cheaper for them than to borrow it from another bank that may have assets mm-hmm. and they're paying a six, seven, eight percent, whatever the, the federal fund rate is, right? So right now I can get a CD at most banks, a one year, they come in different maturities, right? Yep. One, two, three, four, five. And the, the, the process I'm going to talk about is what's called a CD ladder. And, and, and then right? again, we're, we're talking like, let's, let's pretend they, they're deer in headlights. Yep. Maturity. Yep. So maturity just means if I buy a certificate of deposit for one year, I will earn interest on whatever money I deposited with that certificate of deposit for a year. After it matures or that year is up, I can then depo- I can pull that money out along with whatever interest I earned. So if I put in $10,000 and it's a 5% CD or certificate of deposit after a year, then I can pull that 10,000 out plus the interest that I made on it, mm-hmm. right? So what a CD ladder means is you do that exact same thing, but you do it with different maturity rates. So your money is always growing. Mm-hmm. And then as it matures, you have two options. You can pull it out. And then with that interest or whatever, you can now use that towards it's something like a down payment. Shout out to Allen Iverson's uh, financial planner. Yeah, right. Saved your ass, buddy. Exactly. Because <laughs> they did exactly they that. They did exactly that. Or you can take that money and now you can reinvest it into a two or three year or a four year or a five year mm-hmm. certificate of deposit. The, tr- the key is, the longer the bank is holding your money, the higher the interest rate you're going to get because mm-hmm. they're enticing you to say, hey, if I got 10 grand or five grand or 150 bucks or $1,000, I'd rather you keep it in my bank for five years than one year. I'll still give you 4% at one year, but I may give you 5.5% on five. And understand why they're doing that. They're not like just keeping your money there and it's there and they're just looking they're, at it. No, they're reinvesting it to make some money. They're doing what we're telling you guys to Yeah, do. so they're yeah. working that <laughs> yeah, money. Exactly. They're working yep. the money so they can make money and they're going to share some of that with you. But if so that's what the bank is doing with But those. if you're somebody that wants to let's say that you do want to save 20% down, right? And you've got a three-year plan. Then a CD ladder might be a great opportunity if you have a a larger chunk of change that you can put in to make it work for you and grow. Mm -hmm. You put a third of it in a one-year, a two-year, and a Mm three-year. And then at the end of the three years, you pull that money out. Now you have more money to use towards something like a down payment or to grow that 20%, whatever you need to. Or you get the 20%. You say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to buy a house for three years, but I have 20% down now. Yep. Okay, are you going to hold that money? No, put it in a, a CD ladder, and in three years when you're ready to put that 20% down that you mm-hmm. already deposited, well, now you have the 20% down plus all the interest that you made on that money yep. for the last three years that mm-hmm. you can use that for moving expenses, for furniture, for mm-hmm. uh, groceries, for whatever you need. And well, you didn't do anything. You didn't work any harder. Yeah. Your money's working for money. you. Exactly. Your money's working for you. And then yep. for your gamblers out there, the, the higher the risk, the bigger mm-hmm. the reward. Mm-hmm. There's some that you can lose, but let's say that you've you've earned all this money. You didn't do anything. You take a thousand bucks. You put in a little bit more risky. It might yield you ten thousand at the mm-hmm. end of the year. Yeah. It might drop to five hundred, but you didn't you didn't really work hard for it. Mm-hmm. Still your money. But then the risky the riskier. The vehicle you use, the higher the reward. I have a life insurance policy, whole life. I don't remember the term. Um, but it also collects for my retirement. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I have an insurance policy for, I don't even know. I, I, I got to look back into it. But at the same time, it's saving money. Yep. So I have a purse of money that I could use mm-hmm. whenever. I could borrow against that money for myself. So I could pull it out and then put it back in. Um, so there's tons of vehicles out there. You just got to understand them and be okay with the terms. The, the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward with them. There's a lot of them out there. CD is a great one because you're not going to lose with the CD. You just have to work it a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want something that ties into it, you go with a, um, a life policy mm-hmm. with, a, with a savings. And uh, it, it'll tell you it'll never go under 
I think, 8%, mm-hmm. but it caps off at maybe 14 depending on what the market well, does. And, and, and what's really cool for me is, is, like, I don't know about you guys, but Oscar, you mentioned it earlier, like a lot of the books that you read is more business, right? And it's funny because, you know, as you see, as, as we hear social media coming about, you we hear TikTok, oh, it's just kids dancing and stuff like that. I take pride in the fact that when I scroll through my feed, it's legitimately all business talk, it's, it's financial talks. It's, now, the reason I bring that up is because we talk about there being a lot of information out there. But a lot of the time, you're going to hear, and I can't tell you how many videos I've seen like this where it's like, all right, so what you're going to do is you're going to go start an LLC for $50, and then you're going to go take that LLC, you're going to open a business all these up steps. account, and, you're gonna, you know, and, and this guy's talking about how easy it is to get a $250,000 loan with a, with a business account LLC. At the, the end of the day, it's still a loan. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's where it's, there is information available, but again, it is your responsibility, the individual's responsibility to then look further into it to see what benefits you the most, mm-hmm. right? And just to Jameson's point about that CD, Jameson, how, how did you find out about that? Uh, the CD, I Google. You, he was, he right? was Googling Bone Thugs and Harmony <laughs> CD, and you're like, what is this CD? Yeah, yeah. I was like, but, Bone Thugs and Harmony intro song to financial advice episode. And it came up with CD. But, <laughs> but no, to my point is, you just looked it up. Right. Yeah. So, but here's the and important again, part. Not only did I look it up, but then I went to four other websites exactly. to just verify the information. Exactly. And I, my parents, no. I, I learned mm-hmm. zero yep. from them about financial freedom, uh, working my own money, investments. Hell, I remember my dad saying, why the hell do you want a checking account? You ain't got any money. Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> yeah. My five-year-old has an account. Mm-hmm. My two-year-old's about to get an account. I'm setting them up so I, they don't have to go and trip over the same stone I did or go through the hoops to learn this. Mm-hmm. They don't teach this in school. None no. of us learned it in school. No. no. School, but, but it's out there, yep. and yep. it's not rocket science. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is understand it, take a little bit of time, maybe an evening or two, and then you start, you're like, okay, I'm digging. All right, I'm going to dig a little bit more. And then you might... Find out that you love this, and then now you're freaking investing you're in off, stocks. Yeah, off to the races. Yeah, yeah it's I, off to the races. When I worked at Best Buy, uh, or when I was working in Best Buys, traveling around, I was talking to 18, 19-year-olds that are like, oh, yeah, I'm just working this until I get to this uh, $5,000 cap, and then I'm actually going to go and start doing stock investing and, and do all that kind of stuff. And I was like, hold up. You just told me that you're, you're 18, or you're going to turn 18, you're 17. That's what you're looking at doing. And he was like, oh, yeah, man, I follow this guy on YouTube. And he actually showed you how to track it. And, you know, it shows the, the numbers and the parameters. And I was like, God damn it, I wish I had that shit. Also, <laughs> I, there's just a disclaimer, okay? Because the stock market gets me heated. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's gambling. It's if, you, if you are going to look at investing in the stock market, just do me a favor and listen to Warren Buffett. Yes. Okay? Just and- listen to Warren Buffett. Because you see this on, on like, TikTok and whatnot. Where like Thank the you. hot thing is like these day traders are like oh I just made twenty five thousand dollars today and blah 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 and they show these like private they risk jets a and whole shit. Lot too. Thank you. The the um, how much capital did you use? Again the, well, not only that, but the statistic is only one percent of day traders actually make money in the stock market. Versus, if you were to take that same money, talk to somebody like my cousin, right? Shout out Chris Rosa, uh, Capstone Financial, and invest it into an ETF. That just tracks the S and P five hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not as flashy. Or you make money, and it has outperformed. Or every single hedge fund yep. in history. Or real estate. Or real yeah. estate. Or real estate. It's right. tangible. Exactly. One, it's tangible. Yeah. Two, it's hard for it to. It's hard for you to lose money. Well, and they ain't gonna make more you, land. Well, they ain't making no more land. Right. You mentioned Warren Buffett, and one of his like key mentions that he always talks about is 
Everybody wants fast money. Nobody wants slow money. Right. But the United States system is set up for slow money. Mm-hmm. You make the right choices and you get, you get advised by certain people. You can capitalize over time. But unfortunately, we are moving more towards this instant gratification. And, and everybody wants to do the day trading. Everybody wants to do the sneaker flipping. Where it's- and we have books, guys. I have a yep. plethora of books. If, if you want to contact me or email Ooh. me. We, I have a bunch of books that, that help with this. Um, even with yeah. crypto, you don't have Sorry. to just buy crypto. Episode idea. Let us know if you guys want us to do this. I'd love to do it where we like each took a book. That oh, we broke it down? Not broke it down like all the way, but like maybe like the top key two or three key points in yeah. each one and just discuss it just yeah. from a literacy standpoint because mm-hmm. I think that's huge. Like I know I've read three or four in the last six months. That and I've, I've texted both of you guys like, mm-hmm. dude, this is amazing. Yep. Um, and it's uh, I'll have to go back and read the stat. But anyway, books are the most information dense, highest return on investment for knowledge that you can have ever, mm-hmm. and it's because it's time. So it was something like if somebody watches, you know, a thirty second YouTube video that somebody made, that means that they that person's knowledge they retained mm-hmm. was like. I don't know, call it an hour's hours worth of knowledge. Mm -hmm. If you read a magazine article that's about a thousand words, it normally takes somebody anywhere from three to four months to write that article. So you've gained three to four months worth of knowledge by reading that article in and out. If you read a book, there is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of research, knowledge, interviews, et cetera, that I could take Mm -hmm. six hours of my day, Mm -hmm. but I am essentially gaining over two and a half years of knowledge and experience just by reading a book. And and, and I want to put this out there for, 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 for the non-readers. Audiobooks. I'm one of them. Me too. I, me too. It's, I love to read. Don't get me wrong, but I just, when I'm not working, I just want to relax and I'm like, ah, I need to read a book. And I force myself to read a book, an actual physical book. It, see, I force myself to do it at least, at least once like, a month. See, at I, least once a month. I hate reading. And it's not because I'm not good at it or because I don't know how. It's just it's, I, I re- hate sitting still. I read, I read the same sentence three times. Yeah, and, and it's okay <laughs> because you need to understand it. I'll read a paragraph again if I didn't yeah. fully understand yep. it. And mm-hmm. that's where the dictionary comes in because there's a word in there that you didn't understand yep. and you forgot what you just read. So you go back and you find that word, you define it, and then you retain all the information. There's mm-hmm. a lot of tips and tricks for reading because yeah. I did struggle with it because I just I, – I finally figured out I, I don't like sitting still. Yeah. I don't. Mm-hmm. So for the non-readers – you're not alone. There's a ton okay. of us. I have uh, a controller for a big accounting firm. Dude makes a ton of money. We were at a table in Vegas, and w- my buddy Gabe loved to read. That, that was his passion. He, if, if he had 10 minutes, he was going to read a book. Wow. He just loved to read. My wife loves to read. Yeah. <laughs> Me and we were sitting at a table, and, and my buddy Gabe was like talking about books, and he was talking to this other guy, Don. And then five, the, the guy that I'm talking about, you know who you are. I'm not going to call you out. He's like, dude, I fucking hate reading. Mm-hmm. And he had to be one of the more successful people at the table. He goes, I fucking hate reading. And that's okay. You don't have to yes. love reading. You just have to get the information you need, grab mm-hmm. the book, or audiobooks. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of audiobooks. Most of my reading, I force myself to read at least one book, but mm-hmm. I go through audiobooks like crazy. Yeah. And then that's when I got into the, the, the nonfiction books. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, depending on the season, I've, I, I well, read, I listen to Vlad the Impaler, yeah. all kinds of other stuff. Well, and it comes down to Because the fact I drive that in traffic all day. It, yeah. My commute, mm-hmm. I, I put audiobooks on. Well, and it comes down, and guys, I apologize. I, I, I love quotes, but again, it's knowledge, right? And the quote of, you know, we stand on the backs of the giants that came before us. 
That is a legitimate, the, the definition of what a book is. Mm -hmm. That's person, on the Titans. Yeah, the, yeah. Ti <laughs> the, the Titans book that, that talks about the forefathers of the United States. Mm -hmm. But again, it's, it's one of those things where, to Jameson's point, whether it's finances, whatever it is, Warren Buffett's got a book. And yeah, the answers, him the, the answers are out there, right? Yeah. Like that's that. Mm -hmm. T. Harv Becker, one of my favorite authors, millionaire um, mindset. Yeah, and and I think the the overall theme that we're trying to get across to you guys is like there are ways, right? So we've mm -hmm. talked about um, using the bank to your advantage to save money for a down payment. We've talked about using savings programs like the gas stations to save for a down payment. Mm -hmm. We've talked about how to, to budget smarter and make sure that your money works for you to save for down payment using a 401k and matching that and using mm -hmm. that as an asset. Um, there is one that I really wanted to talk about just to kind of give you guys like, especially the renters. So if you're renting, this one's for you. I, I, one of the, before one of the your forehead's looking shiny. So I know my 10 head right now is yeah, it's, a little, it's, it's hot, hot in here. here. It's we, like I, they, I got sweat marks. They're, they're, yeah, they're, uh, the AC in here is, and then I didn't get home to change. And I'm, I'm also getting heated because we're oh talking my, about. And, and we're heated. It's a heated conversation. It's hot as hell in here. So uh, please excuse if I'm all greasy and shiny. But uh, yeah, so when I look at renters, two, that's four, two uh, big obstacles come to mind. <laughs> affording a down payment yep. and, a, and affording or getting used to the monthly payment, mm -hmm. right? Because even if I'm renting at $1,800, $2,000 a month, yep. if I'm going to go buy a $400,000 duplex townhome, mm -hmm. small single family, my mortgage is going to be around between call it $25 and $2,800 a month, right? Yep. So a lot of people will ask me, well, I mean, it's, it's a big jump. And how do I save up and how do I get used to it? Here's an easy way. Talk to us and a lender. We can give you guys a general idea of what you qualify for just based off your income and your mm -hmm. debts and your assets, right? And we can, with some confidence, and it's not a pre-approval, but with some confidence, we can say, hey, you would be approved for up to $400,000. And then we can run, and I always lowball this, right, from a, a yeah. credit score standpoint, down payment standpoint, what your monthly payment's going to be with PITI, right? Principal mm -hmm. interest, taxes, insurance, and then HOAs if it's a condo. And if I go, okay, you know what? What you guys want to afford is... Twenty six fifty a month. That's going to be roughly what it is. You guys pay $2,000 a month in rent. This is what you guys can do. Because number one, you're going to have to pay that anyway. Yep. Right? If you're you looking- You a roof over your head. If you're not going to, yeah, if you're not going to, if you're not going to get a different job with a significant raise, whatever you're doing now, that's what you qualify for. That's what you're going to pay in a house. Mm -hmm. Here's my suggestion. Take the difference between what your, your, your estimated monthly payment would be on a mortgage and your rent. And when you pay your rent every month, pay- what your mortgage would be, yeah. okay? But you don't pay that towards your rent. You just take the difference and you put that to the side yeah. once a month. Mm -hmm. What that does is it does two things. It forces you, and if you're living with a spouse or a partner or a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, it forces you guys to rebalance your budgets because now an extra $650 a month is getting taken out on the mm -hmm. first of the month. That's the first thing it does. So it gets you used to paying those monthly payments. Mm -hmm. Number two, you are now putting $650 a month aside that you can then use and save mm -hmm. and put in a CD or put in a savings account that has a higher interest rate to then use for your down payment mm -hmm. when you guys do go to purchase a home. Well, sorry, and sorry I, was I was chuckling over here because he said first of the month, another Bone and Thugs and Harmony song. Oh, it's a, it's a Bone Thugs <laughs> and Harmony. It's, it's a Bone Thugs and Harmony <laughs> thing. God, uh, I wish YouTube didn't and, have copyright laws. And, and, and honestly, a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about really deals with you know, institutions, financial institu institutions. I was going to go into that. Right, mm -hmm. and, and, putting, and putting money into a bank, putting money into an account. Please put stocks. it in the bank because right? of right now, banks don't like mattress money. Well, and when we talk about mattress mm -hmm. money is cash at home. Well, and that's what I was going to allude to is, Oscar, you, you know, you've dealt with it a significant amount in your career. Um, 
And, and it's, so let's go to Oscar and say, hey, Oscar, so what if I don't, I don't trust those institutions and I do have significant amounts of money? Let's say I do have, a tw I do have 20% down and I have 30, 30 grand, 50 grand laying around and I want to utilize that. Can I, can I come to you right now with that money and, and utilize it and not have any, anything to worry about on the back end? No. Even though it's, it's, <laughs> <Nope>. it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's even though it's cash that you've already paid taxes on, mm -hmm. banks don't know that, right? So banks are forced to report back to the IRS if there's large deposits going into your checking or any account. They're called CTLs, currency transaction logs. Um, if it's over $9,000, they got to track it and they got to report it. So I understand you, you want your money you have it at home. I have money at home. JG mm -hmm. so. Wentworth has gone over this multiple times. Oh yeah. So <laughs> the thing is that you want to put my in money a, and I want it now. <laughs> it, it, and, and why it should be in a financial institution is because they're going to do the, the grunt work for you. They're going to be mm -hmm. able to track it and that's mm -hmm. all they want. The underwriters that are giving you the loan, they just want to track. They want a, a track record of where this money came from. Mm -hmm. Now, if you have this money at home, and I, I sat in, I was talking to the guys that I sat in a Chaffa class that they were trying to work around it because we have, you know, the, the, the United States is a melting pot of all cultures mm -hmm. and all people around the world. And around the world, some, some countries don't have credit. 100%. If you own a house, you buy cash. Yeah. Or they do have institutions that are very, very sketchy. Yes. yes. So they're, mm -hmm. they're not, I'm not going to trust my, my money in there. So they keep it at home and they come to the United States and they have the same habits. It's not a bad habit. Actually, a great no, habit. it's a great habit. No. It's a freaking mm -hmm. great habit. It's just not a great habit in a nation that's built on credit. Absolutely. Yes. So mm -hmm. if you do have that mattress money at home, we call it mattress money. It's just cash at home, whether you have it in a safe or in your mattress is whatever. Or in the walls. Whatever, yeah, put it, some, put it somewhere. Um, <laughs> Breaking bad style. The reason for <laughs> the that is the underwriter wants a trail of that money. Yes. And, and it's because Uncle Sam wants to make sure they have their money. So you have to deposit a certain amount each month and it might take a few months to do it. Mm -hmm. But that's why. It's not because, oh, we're like, oh, that's dirty money. No, no. They, well, the banks want to know that that's not well, you know, laundered money and or to that point, yeah, drug they're, money. They're going or, to assume the worst. Well, yeah, they're going to assume the worst. So you have to put it in a financial institution, put it in some vehicle, put it in a money market account yeah. so it could gain some interest. I have zero dollars in savings accounts i have money market accounts mm -hmm. if i'm gonna have high yeah. dollar balances well, and, on and, and here, here's a, a great point to kind of tie into that right is we had we had colin on an episode and we've talked talked about it otherwise but the bank statement loan right we talked about that kind of a financing absolutely now, if you start looking at that and and you want to you you don't want to go through financing mm -hmm. you can't for if you're in whatever situation it is it doesn't if you want to utilize a bank statement loan it's not like you have this $100,000 and then you, get, you go to your lender and say, hey, I'm going to use a bank statement loan, and then you go and deposit $100,000. That's going to throw up more red flags to the institution than anything else. So even if you're preparing— Uncle Sam's going to come do a freaking audit on you, <laughs> first of all. 100%. Even if they look—if you're trying to—because you said, you know, trying to look ways around it, it's very— mm, tiptoe when you start thinking like that. Because at the end of the day, and we talked about it before— Uncle Sam's going to get his, right? Like, that, that he's going to. I mean, and trust me, on my end, if you came with a suitcase full of money, $500,000 to buy a house, I'm like, do it. Give it to the title company. I had nothing to do with it. Right? Yeah, we'll it's easier it on me. It's not about us. It's about the process, mm -hmm. yeah. and that's what we're here for, but, to understand the process of why they're doing it. Exactly. And, and to Oscar's point, talking about, you know, it's we, – we, we're very privileged now just as a society – to have access to the information at pretty much any point in time, right? So in the past, you know, yeah, when, when information didn't get spread on, you know, in, in, with a click of a button, 
you could take some time. You could get away with some stuff. But now, when you're making such big purchases, when you're making big money moves, even when you're saving a good amount of money, because it doesn't even it doesn't even matter if you're spending it. If you get an institution, a bank that they say yeah, this dude's this dude's depositing fifty grand every like every week and a half, they they're obligated to then go, hey guys, you might want to keep an eye on this. It's not something that they're sitting there going, oh yeah, just give us your money. Like we have systems in place. Mm -hmm. there, there's ways to do it. Unless you're talking to the guy that tears blood on Casino Royale. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. But there's that's, there's a reason it. why blue collar crime is a thing. Yep. There's a reason that that is its own area of criminal justice. White, white collar. White, white collar crime. Yeah. yeah white we collar have crime. Uh, blue collar would be robbing somebody before they and got then to the We have a, right, a white collar prison over off of Kipling and yep. uh, Bellevue, I believe. Super mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, the <laughs> guy. That, uh, and again, I don't want to get in trouble, but the guy that sold Obama's seat yeah. in the no. Senate, he was there. Yeah, uh, Jared, the subway guy. He <laughs> <was there. laughs> and then you want to get the blue collar? We got a chapel down in Canyon City. <laughs> Colorado just just shit like that. Right. Boy. Well, I mean, honestly, guys, I, I think you know this. Yes, this conversation was a little bit more freeform, and and you know it, it's more open discussion, but. Honestly, this is this is what we want to have with you guys because we want this to feel ultimately like you're sitting here drinking some bourbon with us and we're just having a conversation. And I know I am lucky to be in the presence of two people who not only, you know, have been successful in the industry, but have built themselves to be here and I'm able to learn from it. And that's something that for me, I value from these conversations. And again, the reason that we have these conversations is because you guys are just sitting here looking at the camera. You guys are spectating. You're here with us. So on that note, like comment, let us know. Like if you have questions, reach out to us, right? But I think this is this is a good time to kind of cap and bookend the conversation and and go into the one rock takeaway. Yeah, I mean for me, it's it's not rocket science. It's not something that's going to be taught at school unless you go to, you know, an MBA, you know, mm -hmm. micro macroeconomics, all that stuff. Yes, you'll learn it there, but it's not out of reach. Yeah. yeah, you know, take it from someone that I mean, my degree is supposed to be in architectural design. I didn't finish. I'm still here, but I learned it the hard way. Uh, we're in the era of the internet. Look up some of these terms. Um, you'll you'll find out they're not as complicated as you thought. Uh, talk to your local realtor. Talk to your local financial planner. Um, don't just buy the whole, you know, Walmart package of whatever. No, deep dive in it. What, well, what if I do this? What if I pull my IRA? What if you know? There's different ways to make your money work for you in the investment realm, and then in turn buy some real estate with it real estate you're not gonna tank in real estate we, we've done it buy once. dirt yeah buy dirt mm -hmm. yeah or gold or silver whatever the hell you want to do just make your money work for you do it's, something it's it's not rocket science it's not something out of your reach um if it is something that you're not comfortable with there's people in place you pay them some money and they'll do it for you but you can still do it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. nice you want to take it down or you want uh, yeah, I honestly, my, my rock takeaway is more, I just want to summarize because I think it's important to just condense everything that we talked about so that you guys can kind of digest it, right? Mm -hmm. So when we talk about ways that you guys can go about saving for a down payment on a house, because ultimately that's what we want you guys to be able to do. We talked about using fuel points at grocery stores and then taking that difference and, and moving that cash somewhere else so that you can save it. We talked about budgeting as if you already were already paying a mortgage, mm -hmm. right? So my example, $2,000 rent, you're approved for $2,700 mortgage. You take that extra $700, you pay it along with your rent every month, but you pay that to yourself in another account. 
Uh, what it else becomes normal. What else did we talk about? We talked about we IRAs, CDs. CDs. So certificate of deposits, if you guys want to use the financial institution, I think this is more for somebody that does have a chunk of change mm-hmm. that maybe is a little bit farther out and you want to make sure your money continues to grow using something in the, the, the process is called a CD ladder where you invest in multiple maturities. So a one-year CD, two-year CD, three-year, Start with a money market year. account. And then a money market account. Put yeah. your money away. It's, it's gaining cash. And once you have that lump sum, go to the CD. Yep. Uh, a couple others that we didn't get a chance to talk about and we talked about it off camera, side hustles. Yep. Right, you can sign up for DoorDash right now, and make nine hundred bucks a week, and oh, by the way, you can write off the mileage on your car. Pressure washers cost four hundred fifty dollars at, at Home Depot. Oh, mm-hmm. let's not talk about pressure washer. I bought a hundred dollar <laughs> pressure washer. Uh-huh. I've been pressure washing everything I have. Yep. My father was like, you know, you you just need to do that once a year or maybe twice a year. I'm like, I'm pressure washing everything. But it's, 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 it's out there. there. Well, and I think that's the important yeah. part. So a lot, I know that it some people are going to look at this and go, this is unfair. We shouldn't be in this position to even talk about the fact mm. that I have to be a DoorDash driver in order to afford. Don't look at it as a DoorDash driver. No, no that's that's my yeah. point. I think necessity leads to creativity, and that's not a bad thing, right? Mm. What I will tell you is, and we've talked about this on the last three episodes, the housing market's not going to go anywhere mm. from a price standpoint. If anything, it's going to get more expensive. Mm. Um, I was telling Charlie this yesterday. On average, since the late 1940s. Real estate values have doubled every decade, which this is going to be sobering, but it's shock value. Not for me. On (laughs) the current trajectory, that means by 2054, so we're talking in the next 30 years, the average price of a home in the United States on the the current trajectory, if nothing catastrophic happens, will be a million dollars. Okay. Do you guys think that your standard wage is going to keep up with that? It's not. So- does it behoove you to start thinking outside of the box now? Or do you want to wait 15 years and go, fuck, mm-hmm. what do I do? That's the whole point of this conversation. It's not saying, yes, we understand affordability sucks. We're trying to give you guys ideas that are maybe to creative, combat it. something mm-hmm. that you guys haven't thought of so that you can move forward with a different mindset and go, you know what? Here's the problem. And instead of complaining that there's a brick wall in front of me, I'm going to find a different way to build a ladder and get over the brick wall. That's and I the respect point. the hell out of when I jump in an Uber and we get to talking yeah. and he has his day job, but he's like, this is my side hustle because I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. I don't look at it like, oh, it's my Uber driver, my DoorDash. No, I'm like, hell yeah. All right. Because Dude, I, I come from well, the school of hard knocks. I'm, and, you, you may be smarter than me, but I'm going to outwork well, you. Well, and that's, that's what I was. I come from the school of soft knocks. Highlands Ranch represent. <laughs> however, I agree. Hustle is hustle. I don't care where you're from. Mm-hmm. You either hustle or you don't. And you either get creative or you don't. That's that's it. Well, and we're and trying to give you guys the tools to do that. And this it, is where, from from my one rock takeaway, and as I wear the the hikadelic shirt, and you know, I always talk about the, the human element of it. The one thing that I, as far as a one rock takeaway, if I if I could sum it up, is be vulnerable with your money. And what I mean by that is, we have created this idea in the United States. Um, in our culture, between friends, where it is taboo to talk about money, right? And people are scared to share it. Or I know for me personally, like right now, 100%, the market's, the market's pretty hard. And that I don't have, sucks. right? And I don't have an established circle. I don't have an established fear. So I am utilizing and, and leaning on other opportunities, Upwork freelancing, videography, photo shoots, whatever it is. Only to, fans. Not yet, not yet. But if you guys want to see yeah, it, let me know. <laughs> um, but 
what I mean by, by be vulnerable with your money is be willing to have those conversations, be willing to talk to people about finances and say, hey, I'm struggling. What have you done in the past mm-hmm. in order to help yourself and, and learn from that? Because at the end of the day, it's on you. And if you sit back and you, and you say, oh, poor me, poor me, this is happening, it's going to continue happening. Get rid of the victimizing. And, and, it, and it happens at all categories yeah. of income. Mm-hmm. I don't like talking about my finances. Yeah. Like, I don't. I'm, I'm, yeah. I make a decent living, but I don't want to talk about it with right? anybody. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about how broke I am. I don't give a fuck. Not even that. Whether you're broke it's, or you yeah. make a lot of uh, money, just mm-hmm. let's fix that. Yep. Let's, if you're broke, let's bring you up here. And if you're here, let's bring you here. Yep. You know, just talk to somebody that's knowledgeable about it and do something about it. Exactly. Like, don't just sit in the dark. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So, Phenomenal episode again, guys, but I, I, I'm excited. Honestly, Oscar, I'm kind of going to force you to, 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 to take the first one on this, but let's go ahead and move into our bourbon review for the day. Um, Oscar, like I said, I'm, I'm going to kind of lean on you bec- only because Jameis and I, like I said, we, we had this bottle before, but I, I value your input when it comes to bourbon, and I, I'd really like to see and hear you talk about it before we go into it. I have been on a – I need to – focus on work and not drink much so i haven't been indulging much on a lot of stuff so this hit me a little harder um but from my palate of bourbon it's a very i don't want to call it complex it's just a very flavorful bourbon um i i i I know what i paid for it but it's for the price point man I, i i don't think you guys were out far off from last episode it's a damn good bourbon it really nice. is. It, it, it's hot as shit in here. Yeah. And I wish I had some frozen beverage with an umbrella in it. Mm-hmm. Um, this bourbon's going down way too smooth. I was like, I'll limit myself to one. This is my second one. I might pour another one. This is a good bourbon. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm going to stick with, with the original guys. If I had to do even bad, I'd give it a 2.5. But yeah. I think a 2 is a solid, right? solid rating for this crazy. bourbon. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It is a good bourbon. And I'll follow that up. Um, because their original stuff, yeah. I'm not a fan of. Really? Yeah. Okay. I am a fan of the 17-year. Okay. I've never had that years, one. And it's very, very Obviously, hard to find. Obviously, anything ages that much. It's very, very hard to find. But, oh, stuff. my God, the 17 is one of the best bourbons I've ever had. So the lineage is there. This one, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to stick I'm gonna stick with the two. Obvi- uh, honestly, like, I was excited to to retry it, especially because we have gone through such yeah. such good bourbons. And we yeah. have. And I, I, part of me, a little part of me was like, all right, Charlie, show, show your taste. Show that you've grown in the last two months. But I mean, it, it's good. It's it, really good. It, it, it does stand true with the Hunter Proof where mm-hmm. it says you're going to have that burn. Yes. It's not a super smooth bourbon. Mm-hmm. No. But you go past that. It, it's not going to kick your ass. But you get past that subtle burn, which I like. There's a ton of flavor. Well, but to your point that you made earlier, like that's a ton of flavor. We're though. sitting in a we're sitting in a warehouse that's like hot as 78, uh, 78, 80 in here, right? This is like about starting OnlyFans, but like with just fans. <laughs> right? but, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> but like the fact that it's hot in here and the bourbon's not chilled. Mm. It's 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 literally room temperature, which is 70, 78 degrees. It's still good. And is I that what we are. I, I, I do think I think we're like it's pretty hot in here. But I think it speaks to the quality of the bourbon that you can still enjoy it in this state. Yeah. Like yeah. I know a lot. Like honest to God, like. Let's talk about let's talk about Jameson. Let's talk about Jack Daniels. Like known, I'm sorry, but I'm not drinking that if it's hot. Yeah, if it's this hot, give me some Jack Daniels. I'll be like, fuck you. I'm not drinking. Not that. doing it. Right. This is good. This yeah, this holds up. It's a good bourbon. Jamo. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> I I'm I'm in my head. I've been going back and forth between this and the smoke wagon. Mm-hmm. 
And I think what I've settled that's on. A, that's a good analogy. Well, and I think what I've settled on is last week we did a, a single barrel. Mm-hmm. So I can't directly compare the two. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if I take Smoke Wagon, just Smoke Wagon, which is a highly rated bourbon, mm-hmm. this is better. I, th- I think, and we rated this, the single barrel two and a half. Yeah. I th- I'm going to bump this to a two and a half. Yeah. I just, I don't know if I can put it over that single barrel from last week. Even though it's different because that was a 58% versus 50%. That's how I feel. But it's hard for me to say that this is better than last week. I think it's as good, but for different reasons. I am okay. going to say, and I, you know I'm a fan of Elijah Craig. Yeah. They're probably my favorite. The go-to, they're not the best, but they're my go-to. I love Elijah Craig. Their toasted barrel and this one, I picked this one. I would also, yes. I would yeah. pick and this over toasted. And their toasted battle yes. great. And again, I, I just, I look at it with the smoke wagon last week and the complexity is there for both. Mm-hmm. I think they're two very different tastes. Oh yeah, 100%. So it's hard for me to say that mm-hmm. one's better than it's the other. It's apples and oranges. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the smoke yeah. wagons, I, I, I'm going to pick the smoke wagon. Because I mean, I can't I, do I this, am. right? I'm either going to, I either have to lower the smoke wagon to a two mm-hmm. or I got to raise this to a two and a half. Well, it, it, I'll raise this to a two and a and half. And I'm going to raise it to a two and a half, okay. which is phenomenal. See, and I think this is where this is a good point to bring up that for me, the reason I would keep this at a two over the smoke wagon is because I like sweet. Yeah, there you go. And, and that's, mm-hmm. it's to each his own. Exactly. Taste. Exactly. 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 So, yep. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying is yep. this for me, the way it finishes with that, mm-hmm. with the sweetness of the caramel. No, I agree. Yeah. Versus how the smoke wagon finished with. But it's not a rum cast sweet from Breckenridge. No, 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 no. no. It is. A damn good sweet. Yes, exactly. Or bourbon. Exactly. And that's where, for me, that's why I would say, you know what? I would keep this at a two for what it is. And I, honestly, I think the fact that it's not a small batch gives it even more efficacy. I can right. respect and that. Right, and mm-hmm. that's what I was struggling yeah, with. I can respect yeah. that. Um, but I will say that we're on, like, I think a four-week tear yeah, of pretty good. sub three-and-a-half rated. Uh, no, no. The, the, the Long Branch. Wild turkey long bridge. Yeah, I know, but you didn't drink that while you were watching you know what? fire. So <laughs> it doesn't count. I'm going to have to bite the bullet, and I'll yeah. buy the wild turkey. Uh, I think it's called something rare. Yeah. That shit is delicious. Yeah. I'll, so, I'll bite okay. the bullet and buy so it. It's, a, it's, so a, it's an expensive yeah. three. whiskey three. bourbon. what do we have after the long branch? Long branch was a smoke wagon, right? It was, what? No, no, no. no. We I came branch? back with the smoke wagon. Yeah. And I think oh, the, the episode before, before that, yeah, you did the wild turkey. Okay. Okay. And I actually gave I gave the wild turkey out. I thought we had something that was. Hey, can we do some scotch? We could do some scotch. We could. I'm gonna rate it a (laughs) twelve. I fucking hate scotch. Yeah, but I think we're we're coming into the the summer, and I don't know that we're gonna be in this damn warehouse in the summer because if it gets any hotter, I'm gonna be in here monitoring. No, I don't think anybody needs to see that. Well, no, and I honestly think that cigar and a scotch is great outdoors. For me, I think it would be cool to pivot to. To try it because we have been on this bourbon because kick. scotch is still on the rocks. I mean, it's yeah. either on the rocks I was or neat. Israel State served on the rocks. It doesn't say bourbon. It doesn't say yeah. bourbon. Although <laughs> right. we we love our bourbon. I mean, technically, I could get some sangria in here. Yeah, <laughs> you could put some vodka in there. Some yeah. Carlo Rossi, mm-hmm. which which we'll smoke wagon makes vodka. I'm they just do. saying they do. No, but, yeah, this is I I think yeah two two and a half. Yeah, obviously one of the best whiskeys we've had. If you guys mm-hmm. can find it. It's not super expensive. This is actually a little bit cheaper than the single barrel smoke wagon we had last week mm-hmm. by about great. 10 bucks. Great drinker. Uh, yep. Fantastic drinker. Yeah, I'm a fan. Go for it. I'm a fan. Go Blue for Note, it. 
Very nice job. Yes, yep. absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. Uh, you, can, you can find us at Living in Colorado, The Mile High Perspective, or you can, again, reach out to us, R-E-S-O-T-R, at themilehighperspective.com, or call us at... Yeah, I don't know. 303 Charlie, where can they find you on social media? That lifting agent on TikTok, the lifting agent on Instagram. Oscar, Oscar what about you? Oscar the Grouch. Oh, no, no, not Oscar the Grouch. OscarTheRealtor.com. And hey, show the, show the people your uh, hey, yeah, my swag. Oh. This is my swag. Uh, you'll find it all over social media. This is my new... My, I, I, so, been in the industry forever. I'm not that realtor that wants a glamour shot anymore. I got an avatar. Here it is. OscarTheRealtor.com. Look for that. It's everywhere. Fuck yes. Uh, you guys can find me, the Colorado Real Estate Guy, pretty much anywhere. Website, uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. And uh, yeah, once again, guys, living in Colorado, the Mile High Perspective. If you're watching this, you're already on the channel. If you're listening to it, hey, give us a rating. We'd love a rating. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. Just let us know what you guys think of how we're doing. If you're on the YouTube channel, drop a comment. Let us know what you guys think. And if you guys are out there talking to friends and family and strangers about the real estate market and something comes across like, man. I want these idiots to talk about this. Let us know. And if you're still here with us, we appreciate you. We love you. Hell yes. Yep. And know that we're here for you. Call us up. That's right. Bye, dirt. That's right. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Another great episode. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Real Estate Served on the Rocks. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and for the weekly video version, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Living in Colorado, The Mile High Perspective.